0: Welcome to PR 360, a weekly public relations podcast where we bring on the best and brightest minds in the PR industry. We discuss the important topics that you need to know. Tune in every Wednesday to find out. Hosted by Brett Dicer and in partnership with Global Results Communication. Find more information on GlobalResultsPR.com. And welcome to a new episode of PR360. I'm your host, Brett Dyshugh. Please subscribe to PR360 on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and Amazon Music. Leave a five-star review if you love it. It just helps with the algorithms in the podcasting directories. Also, we have video episodes, too, if you love to see bright, smiling faces instead. But this week, I have Kirsten agnell Odin, and she is based in Chicago, which is... Well, not where I'm at. I'm in California, but it's still great to have you regardless of where you're at. But she is a social media strategist and a creative copywriter. She actually works for Upwork, which is a pretty big online site for a lot of freelancers to get their work or to showcase their work or to find work in any way. She's also been a social media strategist for Liquid Thread. She's also done social media and other things with blue chip marketing as well but it's great to have you on the show kirsten so welcome to the show
1: thanks brett thanks for having me
0: and the first question i ask all my guests are you a coffee or tea drinker
1: excellent icebreaker question i am a tea drinker Uh, definitely have a soft spot for some vanilla chai tea in the morning
0: any like specific brands you love or is you just equal opportunity for tea
1: pretty equal opportunity i mean i at keurig Chai, the cafe escapes is is good if you need something quick, but you know I've, I've been known to stop by a Starbucks as well.
0: I understand keurig during the week is probably my main too just because it's easy to get it, get it done. Yep. <laughs> but I gave a brief summarization of your expertise. Can you give our audience a little bit more about what you do?
1: Absolutely. Yeah. you nailed the basics. So I'm a social media strategist, creative copywriter. I got my start back in the day when social media for business became a thing. So remember all the way back in 2009 when Facebook for business debuted, uh, that was me. I was there. So I was working at a tiny wedding boutique shop and running their blog and helping with e-commerce and then dove into social media and just really fell in love with it. And from there, I worked my way through a bunch of different agencies and got to work on some really awesome brands, everything from beam santori and some liquor brands uh, that's where i got addicted to uh, hibiki a japanese whiskey uh, also did some stuff for lego duplo and then tons of just different clients in all sorts of industries uh, you know b2b b2c pharma small big uh, and then ended up in staffing for a little bit and that's what drew me to upwork where i've been their social media manager for three years now
0: nice okay you you said japanese whiskey i'm like wait what Like I've never heard of Japanese whiskey. I've heard of everywhere else in mostly the Western part of the world, but never Japanese whiskey.
1: You should give it a try. There's tons of it and it's very good.
0: All right. I will take your recommendation and find some just because you said so. (laughs) But we're talking about freelancing because the past few years, it seems like freelancing has been more of a really uh, what businesses have been looking for now most people have been working from home and everything so how can freelancers basically show off their expertise on social media because it seems like that's another way of doing it whether you LinkedIn, twitter instagram or whatever
1: Yes, social media and freelancing goes hand in hand. I was a freelancer for around 10 years, and one of the easiest ways to promote yourself is on social media. So my top advice for people is to pick the platforms that speak to you, pick a couple of them, and do them really, really well. So if you're a video creator or an illustrator and you love capturing snapshots of your work, get on Instagram and build a presence there. If you're a copywriter and you're quippy and funny and you love you know, composing short, simple, sweet things get on Twitter. Um, Pinterest is also a great underutilized platform, I think, for freelancers. Uh, One of the things that got uh, me a lot of success was creating a Pinterest portfolio. So take all that work that's on the web everywhere and pop it into a portfolio on Pinterest. Uh, Just really... Find what speaks to you and and show off your work. And of course, LinkedIn is a must as well for networking and finding opportunities and jobs that way as well.
0: So basically, you're basically saying for freelancers, finding the best social network that works for your expertise. So, I I mean, you could use Facebook for everything, but be specific on what you can do within each platform.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I'm a huge proponent of, for personal and businesses, being on the social platforms that you can do well at and not necessarily being on all of them if you don't have the time or the desire to be good at all of them then don't do it it's it's better to pick the platforms that work and speak to you and be really good at them instead of forcing yourself onto clubhouse say if you don't do audio very well
0: well to be fair clubhouse is all cell phone audio so it's kind of hard to have good audio in general
1: (laughs) (laughs) true fair point
0: (laughs) we're looking at freelancing and working how is Upwork leading the charge on like freelancing and making freelancing a little bit more attractive than it already is now, because it's pretty attractive right now. But how is Upwork helping with the freelancing industry in general and social media?
1: Yeah, so Upwork is the world's work marketplace. And it's And uniquely suited for the time we're in right now. It's a really fascinating time right now for this future of work and this work awakening, great resignation, uh, you know, all those buzzwords that are happening right now, which basically boil down to people are changing the way they're inventing their careers. And it's not necessarily, you have to have a nine to five anymore. You can have a freelance business. You can have four freelance businesses. You can have a full-time job and you can moonlight on the side or have a passion project. It's, it's a fantastic time right now to really reinvent your career and, and do what you want. And Upwork is a great platform for freelancing because everything's there that you need. You can, you know, build your portfolio. You can look for work you can network with other freelancers you can find clients and it's it's just a really great platform to pair with your traditional ways of finding freelance work and it also kind of takes some of the guesswork out of it like payment protection and, and things like that
0: well that's great i mean especially as a freelancer myself, it's kind of like, mm, we always need that protection of, am I going to get paid? Am I going to get paid reliably too? Because we don't work for free. No one works for free Yeah, to a certain extent.
1: Yeah. A hundred percent.
0: Since we're talking about social media and everything, have you seen any better conversion rates with TikTok? Because TikTok is the rage of the town right now. It is the social darling. It is what Facebook was in 2009, 2010 <laughs> era.
1: Yeah, definitely. It's all about TikTok right now. Um, One of the things I love about working at Upwork uh, in social and that, you know, it's not just me. I have an awesome team of social media managers and social media engagement pros. So we are really able to have a nice holistic view of things and jump onto new platforms when it's time. Uh, We joined TikTok. We were a little late. We joined in November of this past year. So we really wanted to make sure that we had a solid strategy in place before jumping in. So it's a little bit early for us to tell as far as conversions go for TikTok, but we're building our presence there and it's going really, really well. So, you know, plug, go check us out on TikTok. Uh, One of my social media managers, uh, Emily and Melanie, who are my colleagues, they are the face of our TikTok account and doing some amazing work there. So more to come on conversion rates, but definitely something we're keeping an eye on.
0: I mean, have you seen like a lot more organic reach through it? Because Facebook is basically all dead with organic reach for the most part.
1: Yeah, TikTok's really interesting because the algorithm works entirely differently than the other platforms. So it's a lot easier to get seen and get put in a bunch of different places on TikTok, and especially with the For You page being completely different for every person, there there's a lot of opportunity there.
0: Gotcha. And then, I mean, you talked a little bit about Clubhouse, but is there gonna be any type of social audio in your strategy moving forward, either with Clubhouse or Twitter Spaces, or when LinkedIn decides to ever launch their own? <laughs>
1: Yeah, definitely always open to the possibilities. We explored Clubhouse uh, a couple years ago and decided we weren't ready to go in that direction with our strategy. Uh, but we have been pulling in audio into other bits of our campaigns that are running uh, upward debuted a podcast last year so we did lots of slicing and dicing with that content as far as creating audiograms that we push out on other channels and uh our chief economist does some twitter spaces so we're, we're definitely always looking for the new thing and the right thing and we'll wait in when when the time is right and we have the content that we think our users want to see there
0: and mm-hmm. uh, kind what is your uh opinion about clubhouse because that's what i keep on hearing about everybody it's like well it was cool but i just really don't know where this basically takes place because it's basically its own platform so it lives and dies on its own social audio but if the bigger platforms take basically it's its reason that why it became so popular will it become the next snapchat or worse
1: (laughs) Yeah, it's an interesting question. I, I think it's a cool concept and it was really well suited for the time that it, it rose to fame in, right? You had all of these you know, extroverts out there that were missing their conferences and their live one-on-ones that were able to you know, hop on this app and, and really make these spaces. Um, it does from a social media management perspective, though, it, it takes a lot to figure out what the ROI is of that and how that if you're measuring conversions, how that works for you. And also just how do things like, how do you moderate? How do you make sure you have enough guests to keep things interesting? What's the balance of, you know, pushing your own content versus hosting interesting content that other people are going to find? I think there's just, there's lots of pieces to it. And there's lots of pieces to any platform strategy. Um, But it'll be interesting to see how long Clubhouse stays around. Personally, I have it on my phone, I, I dived in to kind of check it out. And it wasn't for me, I'm not a huge audio person. I'd much rather do, you know, a webinar or watch something, but there's definitely an audience for it.
0: Gotcha. And then what can you say for struggling social media managers trying to create that content? Because like you said, I mean, if you're on almost every platform, that's several different pieces of content. And you have to write it several different ways because if people follow you, the more one platform, they're going to be like, why is this the same <laughs> way you said it before?
1: Yep, 100%. I mean, the first thing is you're not alone. We all struggle with content at some point or another. Um, But Brett, you hit the nail on the head. I'm not a fan of the like spray and pray method where you write one thing and put it on all the channels. You definitely want to customize. If you're looking to come up with different types of content, though, one of those things that I really like doing and that worked really well when I was writing blog posts is Write down every question you've ever been asked about your business, no matter how weird, big, small, stupid, smart, just write them all down and then figure out how can I answer those questions in a way that's entertaining and educational. So either it's a Q&A and in Instagram stories, or you host a podcast series with guests where you ask those questions and have them answer it, or you you know create some quote tiles. There's just tons of ways to really slice and dice that answers to those content is is a great place to start. Um, The other thing I'd say is look at your website and figure out what you can pull from there. How can you drive people back to the website? Are there educational content pages you can push people to that you can mix in those pages were unique conversions for things. Like if you have a white paper, what can you pull out from the white paper as a teaser and format in an aesthetically pleasing way to push out into different platforms, to kind of drive people to your website, to give them a chance to convert.
0: Gotcha. So, I mean, it almost seems like we need to figure out like buckets for each one when you do content. So like we're gonna focus on Instagram doing the shots or videos because well, pictures aren't doing as well anymore. Or they're moving away from pictures. Mm-hmm. Facebook with doing different types of things like Twitter, making sure the writing's on par because it's not always about the pictures. It can be also about the writing. So is it that going to be kind of way where you have to like get a mindset for like one day on just figuring out the content for? You know, Instagram, then another day, Twitter, and then so on and so forth?
1: Yeah, that's definitely one way to do it. I I think, too, that way, it's also looking at your target audiences. They're not necessarily going to be the same on every platform. So, for instance, for Upwork, the majority of our audience on Facebook are our freelancers and independent talent. So we try to curate content more in that direction, whereas on LinkedIn, we have a mix of uh, employees and team members and investors and clients looking for things. So then we tailor content more in that direction as well. And of course, Instagram kind of lends itself a little more creatively, so we try to do different things there. Uh, So it's definitely a balancing act between what content works on what platform, designing for each platform, and then also I'd say the tertiary aspect is taking those big campaigns that you need to push on all your platforms and figuring out how to present them in the best way for each platform.
0: And presenting them in different ways too. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So what are some features that you would like to see social media companies or platforms push out or implement in
1: 2022? This is a great question. Um, I am pro team edit button on Twitter. I know that's a little controversial. Uh, I, I can see a world where it's an edit button within 30 seconds of posting because we've all been there and we posted a tweet with a typo in it and had to pull it down, which is just gut wrenching. Uh, but I can't understand why we don't want just full-fledged edit buttons all over the place. Um, the other thing I'd say is I'd love to see easier in-app video editing. So I think the editing in Reels and TikTok can be a little clunky and, and has a really high learning curve. And I certainly haven't mastered it yet. So I think being able to make that easier for you know Joe Schmo the social media manager would, would be an excellent boon. So we don't have to go to these other apps to make brilliant video. And then uh, another thing that isn't very sexy, but I'd love to see easier ways to uh, be inclusive on the platform. So adding alt text for for instance is not easy on all the platforms. They all have different character limits. They're all in different places. None of it's automatic. And I think, you know, we really have to, be mindful of the viewers that don't view things the way we do. And some people need that alt text. And if the platforms can make that easier for us as social media managers to put out there, that would be.
0: I mean, Hey, sometimes the most unsexy things are the most important things. (laughs) Yes. But I mean, with all this going on, what do you see the future going with social media? Because I see just video, but I'm like, video is going to get old after a while. Are we just going to go into the metaverse? Are we all just never going to be here in the real world anymore (laughs) are we all going to be walking around like ready player one with like our virtual world and that's all we care about
1: yeah i mean that it's interesting and one of the things i love and hate the most about social media is that it's constantly iterating and it's constantly changing and you know i don't i don't predict a world where that's all we are or in the metaverse all the time but i think that will definitely play a piece and strategies going forward. I, I'm also an old soul at heart though. So I think there's always going to be a place for those photos and static imagery and, and things like that in the world. Like that's not going away and you're you're not going to need to get rid of photographers or anything. So I think it's going to be a mix in the future of all
0: things. And what do you think about web 3.0 or web three, because that's all the rage on just about every marketing podcast that I've listened to is that they're constantly talking about it because either they want it or it's coming or they really want it to come or whatever it is. Do you see aspects, aspects of it actually being implemented or are you seeing this as a shot to the moon? This is kind of, really crazy right now
1: you know that's another good question and i unfortunately don't think i'm educated enough to give give a stab about it but i I think like with all things we're we're moving forward and aspects of it are gonna piece into our daily lives and ultimately then you flip over and and you're like oh wait this happened like i don't i doubt that the web 1.0 was like yes 2.0 is happening on this date and then it just happened and we all adjusted right
0: (laughs) true i mean I th- I see NFTs trying to make it work or they're trying to make it work in NFTs through Twitter. I don't know if Facebook's, Facebook's been trying to do it, but they, have well, Meta, fine. Meta has been trying to do it, but they've not been doing it very well. So I think, and I could be wrong about this, but the community part about it for marketing seems to be the best shot for Web 3.0 to actually work right now. What do you think about the community marketing or the, I guess the, spotlight on community marketing is probably the best way of saying it right now
1: yeah i mean community is always especially for social at the front and center of everything right you're building a community you're building that space where you can talk to other people converse with other people it's it's a conversation so i I think you're spot on there
0: all right and with with the static do you think live streaming is going to have a bigger impact in the future i know live streaming has been around for a little while, but it doesn't seem to have the full impact quite yet. We're going to see more like live streaming product announcements, live streaming, like new imple- new implementations or features in Upwork. And we're going to see that type of thing where products are more about live streaming and less about the physical.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I think especially as, you know, the, the Twitch generation gets further and further into the workforce, they, they grew up that way. And and you, I love what, uh, you know, the Instagram CEO is doing where he talks about the products on Instagram. It's like here's what's happening. So I absolutely see more and more of that coming into play and and definitely something that our social team's excited about, uh, being more transparent with things like that on Upwork for sure. So
0: you're gonna see like less of just major like product announcements where you have to like rent out like a arena or whatever you're gonna see more of those incremental like here's what we're doing here's our roadmap or here's our six-month halfway roadmap or whatever you see more of that where you can get more people involved they don't have to actually fly anywhere
1: (laughs) yeah and i think as companies keep constantly iterating faster and faster right like you can't wait year and have a big conference reveal unless you're apple you know so these are smaller brands are going to absolutely embrace more of that transparency and and constant iteration
0: all right and fun question for you what has been the most surprising feature coming from social media
1: Ooh, the most surprising um good question you know, I found it fascinating the way short video has come back around. So I was a big fan of Vine back in the day and was a little sad when it went away. And then over the last, like, it's a year and a half, it's been fascinating to watch the reels and the TikTok of the world explode in that, you know, short video coming back around, uh, I think is fun, but elevated, right? You know, no one was editing, super tightly editing their six-second Vine the way they are their their TikTok videos. Um, the other thing I've really liked is, again, kind of this like full circleness of of how Instagram's evolved too. So, you know, like back in the day, we used to be posting pictures of our dessert with the lo-fi filter and the little fancy frames and things like that. And, and we've kind of come back around to this more authentic experience, but with a little bit of polish on it. And so I think it's been surprising to see that happening across all of the different channels and the way they're iterating.
0: All right. Any final thoughts for our listeners?
1: Uh, just thanks for listening. And, you know, I'm always happy to talk social and I'm, I'm glad that you had me on. And, uh, you know, if you're a social media manager and want to talk social, hit me up on, on Twitter. I'm Kirsten underscore AD.
0: All right, Kirsten. Thank you for joining PR360 and sharing your knowledge on what's going on in social media and everything. Yeah, thanks so much. And thank you for listening to PR360. As always, please subscribe to PR360 on Apple Podcast Google. Podcasts, spotify and amazon music leave a five-star review if you appreciate this content it does help with the ranking on those podcasting directories and as always subscribe to youtube and listen and watch these video podcasts as well but join us next week as we talk to another great thought leader in the pr industry all right guys stay safe get to
1: understanding social media a lot better and get your content really good and see you next week later